Hello and welcome to Not For Nothing. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson and I've got such a treat. I have back on the show for the first time in almost two years, uh, Michelle Castle, makeup artist extraordinaire and co-worker many times over at this point. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am your co-worker many times over. That's very true. Yes, we've worked three jobs together now. And including one COVID job. Oh, yeah. We're here. We're. I mean, that's, I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast. Yeah. We're, we're, I'm vaccinating at Dodger Stadium. Uh, helping. Well, I'm not vaccinating. I'm helping them. I do traffic. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're uh, you're doing you're working with the same company at a different site now. Yeah. How's everything going? <sighs> well, let's just dive in because okay. because that's what I want to talk about tonight. Okay. Um, I've been stressed. Well, and that's what I was thinking because I I've been very candid about my stuff on the show and like. COVID's a thing, and like for most of us, COVID, and I'm using air quotes, Yeah, the COVID thing is not COVID-19. It's everything that comes with this huge storm of a world pandemic. Yeah. Like, we, you have not lost any loved ones to the actual I virus. I consider myself extremely fortunate. And there are people out there that do that. And then there's a, my situation that I've been very candid about is different like I lost I've I'm, been I'm candid I've lost my father I yeah. lost two friends I got fired from my job like things just kept rolling and that was like and it was a direct result of COVID-19 yeah for me because um you know it just was it, it well you it, weren't able to mourn in the normal way that you were right. supposed to be able to I'm sure that like all the proceedings were also not the same and then all mm -hmm. the things to follow the normal Hanging out with your friends, yeah. going to work to distract yourself. Well, and, and two, with dad dying, yeah. he got COVID and he got put in the hospital. Yeah. But he got over it. But while he was in the hospital, he's got dementia. And when he's in the hospital, he gets very confused. Yeah. And he's been in the hospital in and out. People know people with dementia, they go in and out of the hospital. But having mom there and having me there and having my sister there always helps keep him grounded and because of COVID, they couldn't be with him. Yeah. And he didn't die of COVID, but because of COVID, he got much, much worse from his de dementia. He came home and it was awful. Well, I can imagine being, when you have dementia, that being alone in a room with strange mm -hmm. no people who are normally strangers to you, yeah. but are actually strangers, mm -hmm. is very confusing. So that's, that's so there's the, the people who are actually losing people right. from COVID. There's people... Who have had crazy, weird situations like me pop up in the middle of COVID. But then there are people like you yeah. who are having to just deal with the new normal yeah. every day. So that's what I wanted to talk about <laughs> today because <sighs> things have been stressful. And I'm dealing well, and I'm dealing with not even just the new normal. Like I'm dealing with some things that maybe some other people are also going through, mm -hmm. but no one I know. Yeah. Um that I'm, and I'm sure that there are other people that can relate, but I'm in some odd situations. Like, first of all, have any of you been, I know no, no one's there to answer. Hi. <laughs> Hello. This is the ghost of Kyle's podcast to answer your questions. Uh, we should actually have somebody do that. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, for example, I, w my boyfriend had to go to the hospital mm -hmm. in the middle of COVID and yeah. I could not. And go it wasn't anything. Thankfully, no. it wound up not being something to 
tremendously serious. Yeah. But when you have an accident, when you have when you fall and break your elbow, yeah. anything like that, things like that, you go to the hospital. And, and that's different now. I could not go with him. And I am a hypochondriac just like you. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I literally sat. I, I walked in there with him and was turned away. Yeah. They took him in there. His phone died. Yeah. I sa- I sat in that car for four hours by myself, rocking back and forth with my mind turning. I was down. crying. It was cold. Like, it was just, like, terrible. And, oh, God. It, yeah. It, there's nothing like having something horrifying already mm-hmm. happen. Like, when a doctor looks at you and and says nothing else except you need to go to the ER right now. And I don't want to get into what happened with him, yeah. but the thing is you, it was conceivably something so small that you could go to an urgent care and urgent care was, did not That's give what you we any thought. context. Yeah. They didn't give you any context. They were just like, you need to go to the ER. And yeah. you're like, what the hell lady? And <laughs> Tell my, me more. My mind just went. Yeah. And then so. we got there and I couldn't go in with him. And I just sat in a freezing cold car, um, in Maryland. Yeah. Uh, and well, and the, here's the thing: if all goes according to plan, your boyfriend Flo will be on the podcast next week. I've, already, I've already invited him on, but he's from France, so he's yeah. here in Los Angeles, <sighs> studying and working and everything. And you and Flo went for a visit to your home state of Maryland. Uh, yes. So he's in a like, COVID safe uh, visit. We isolated and then isolated when we got right. there, and then got tested. So we did it the long way. But. All that to say, you're in a foreign country, in a foreign city from the foreign country where you're already... And that's crazy for him. Yeah. So... Um, but on top of that, what else has been going on? Like, that that was well, one little situation. we're dealing with his visa situation, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, thanks to President El Stupido, <laughs> who, he who shall not be named. Yeah. We'll just call him Voldemort. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to refer to him as Oompa Loompa number 128. <laughs> uh, I can't wait till we uh, refer to him as cellmate number one two seven seven six five. I can't wait for that either. Um, but so, uh, and again, I'm sure I'm not alone. I haven't heard of anybody that's in this situation, but I would I would love to hear thoughts on this too and how you've handled things in the past. But um, so my boyfriend is here on a student visa, mm-hmm. um, and. He cannot work on that student visa. He has no desire to go back home. He is well past uh, being done with his education. He just kept taking classes so he could stay in the United States. Yeah. Well, that that student visa is about to be over, um, and we're, there's little if no way out. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is paths forward. Yes. But, and those paths would be so much easier yeah. to navigate if you could just move about freely around and do what you need to do. Go to the offices right. and talk to the right, right people. And that, so that would be so much easier, too. Our immigration system is extremely messed up because <laughs> he has options. And the options are you find a job that's willing to sponsor you, mm-hmm. right? Well, and best case scenario, you best case scenario, our immigration system is extremely complex. Yeah. That's the best you could say. But also... It's kind of hard to find work when everybody's working from home and people are going to bare min- bare skeletal staff. And, and 
85% of Americans are unemployed and he's the last priority. Yeah. But the thing is, he affects an American citizen, me. But also, you it's different, and correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. it's different for people like Flo, who are immigrants, because you and I, we've done this already. Yeah. We, we, we need work, we got work. Yeah. You come here to this country to work. You have a very specific career that you have right. to adhere to. You and, and you I, were locked I did Starbucks. To it. You did Universal yeah. Studios. Now we're doing COVID vaccinations. Right. We can go get a job. And and if this runs out, I'll go to Trader Joe's for my day job. Right. But you can't just pick a job like you could if you lived he, yeah, here as a citizen. That's the other thing is if he gets a job with a company, even if he gets one, he is locked to that job. Mm-hmm. He can't. He might hate it. He can't leave. Right. First, he has to find a job that's willing yeah. to pay an extra several thousand dollars and go through all the paperwork of of dealing with setting up mm-hmm. a visa for him. Here's the issue. Most of those companies that would want him bad enough, he can't even apply to because he sees these jobs. And yeah. the first question on there is, are you a citizen? Are you uh, are you able to work in the yeah. United States? Are you States eligible to work in the United States? And the answer is no. So how. Yeah. You can't get you. You need work. You can't get work until you've had work until you have work or have mm-hmm. a visa. There are work visas that you can get, and the processes are like jumping jumping through fiery mm-hmm. hoops backwards with your arms tied. Yeah, um, it's I've had friends who live. Which the friend that I was that I talked to, he's from Morocco, and he tried and tried and tried and tried to come to the United States. He never could, and he gave up, and now he lives in <laughs> Abu Dhabi. So, I mean, which, just, by the way, I've heard Abu Dhabi is very nice, but still, well, and, and I, because I won't give his name yeah. um, because that's his business, but like he would never come out. He would, I knew like we kind of had coded talk yeah. and now he's in Abu Dhabi and he's like, I sleep with boys. <laughs> and I'm like, very good, sir. I'm very happy for you. Finally, you're living your life in oh, Abu man. Dhabi. But, you know, it's hard. It's hard to come yeah. to America. And like you said, the you know, in recent years, it's gotten no easier. But other than that, still there is more. Yes. You have had, and, and I'll, I won't go into too much detail no, about can. this. you can. It's fine. You've had housing troubles. And, you know, you're, you were, because people move to L.A. I was and on. And they a, get roommates. Yeah. And then you have roommate troubles. Well, I was so. on a lease and I decided I wanted to move in with my absolutely lovely, adoring boyfriend. Um, and I tried to get somebody to take my spot on that lease and the leasing company basically rejected every single person that I sent them. It was, it was up to six people, um, and nothing was good enough for them. And it's because none of them were employed and were in the biggest pandemic in history. And that, that's the thing, like they're all, they're collecting unemployment. So they have income coming in, but none of them were employed. No, it was my friend, Beth, Beth, that was on the show last week. She was like talking about moving in a pandemic. And I said, well, I can tell you moving in a pandemic is very advisable. It's very (laughs) easy to move in a pandemic because there's not a lot of people moving around. And I'm and I told her, I was like, but you got to go now. And she's like, why? And I said, because we're probably not going to have another one. Like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> like, hopefully we figured out probably how to not have another pandemic. Is not the right word. Uh, it's it's most it, most of us will let hell freeze over before. Well, we and that's let the thing. Like, we're, like a sidebar, like I'm sure when the Spanish flu after hit, they um, said that, too. Right. But. Well, but <laughs> then the swine, flu, I think it was swine flu. It was. Maybe yeah, I don't swine know. flu. It was something. Something happened in but Africa, but that was and Barack Obama was he got on it. It was swine he, flu. He sent 
doctors to Africa to help, and they contained it. And then he said, this is a big deal. We've got to create a, a pandemic task force so that if this ever happens again, we have people in place to no, deal with it. it wasn't swine th- flu. That was it something was else. Ebo- maybe, oh, it, it was Ebola. 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 Yeah. Um, but he did that. And then Donald Trump was like, we don't need a pandemic task force. And then literally the next day, <laughs> people are like, not literally the next day, yeah. but like the next year, we have the worst pandemic <sighs> of all that we've ever seen. By the way, I keep sighing a lot. That's my way to cope. Sorry. And um, so you're dealing with that, but you're on. And here's the thing. <laughs> There's a lot happening. And okay. And I want to, I want to address something because we're best friends. Yeah. When there's not a pandemic, when you're, when they're not, when you're not having housing problems, when you're not in a relationship that is bedeviled by immigration problems. Yes. <laughs> you are still a pretty big panicker. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, so the panics are real. It, it comes from a place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and okay, and I, I'll, I'll address something else too, because this is a compliment. It's just going to be a long, drawn out <laughs> way of giving it to you because you, I'm know ready. Me, you know me. Like, you know how there's, uh, there's those people who they'll have a trouble come up in their life yeah, and they'll deal with it. And you look at them dealing with it and you're like, oh, you, it looks like things are just really easy for you. Yeah. You're not one of those people. <laughs> like, when I see you dealing with something, do you remember that, what was that movie with um, Chris Farley where he's just tumbling down the hill and then he keeps tumbling down the hill? Tommy Boy? Yeah, Tommy Boy. Yeah. And he's just like rolling down the hill and he think he's about to get up and he, nope, he's still falling. <laughs> like, that is how you yeah. deal with trouble sometimes. And I'm like, how'd she do it? But the thing is, I don't. the tenacity, <laughs> you do. You always stand up and you always come through. And like, I've seen you worry yourself to a pulp over jobs that you got. Yeah. Over gigs, because you're a, you're a phenomenal makeup artist. Thank and you're you. also a, a special effects makeup artist. And I've seen you get gigs in that, like some celebrity clients for their music videos. I've seen you... Worry yourself to a pulp and then go to set next day and put makeup on one of the most famous boy band members of all time. Yeah. And it's just like, stop worrying so much. But, you know, <laughs> you can't. A warrior it's is never, a warrior. It's so. <laughs> never not going to happen. It's in my blood. Right. My mom's a, war- a warrior also. Um, thank you, Shelly Castle. Uh, <laughs> she's also, un- unfortunately, the one I inherited most of my, like, physical problems from, a.k.a. like her, like, um... Heartburn? Uh, uh, no. Um, sinus problems, yeah. and, you know, I don't know. There's a, well, it's a, the, li- the list could go on. So, I want to know, what are you doing? Like, because, okay, before I ask you that. Yeah. Just saying that. Yeah. That is, that's a thing. Like, all of these issues we've talked about w- are just made worse because yeah. the world is augmented. We w- we used to say the world was shut down, and yeah. it still is a l- very shut down in many ways, but it some of it's opened back up, but it's still very augmented. So Well, and I was very optimistic, optimistic for a very long period of time, and then what happened recently is... It's just been one thing, and then the second I pick myself up, it's another thing, and yeah. it's an- it's just the timing. Well, and you were we were FaceTiming, and your family was in the living room. I think you were at your beach house, yeah, your parents' beach house, yeah, in Maryland or in on the East Coast. It's in Delaware, and um, you told me you were like, I really think because you have another job that you'll be going back to at some point, yeah. and 
you were like, I really think I'm going to get laid off. And I and your mom, I love that your mom <laughs> was on my side because I was like, so do you have reason to believe that you're going to get laid <laughs> off? Or are you just filling the silence with your own story? And she goes, I think it's that one. I think it's that one. <laughs> and I'm like. And she okay. goes, and then your dad goes, he really knows you. And I'm like, yes, I do. Okay, <laughs> so here's the thing. I am also one of those people that is very good at giving advice and see- and seeking perspective on other people's situations yeah. and not on my own. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a pessimist when it comes to Michelle. Well, and I am an optimist. I, I'm I mean, an optimist when it comes to everybody else. Right. You really are. You are the greatest cheerleader. Thank you. And, like, I sometimes want to, like, beat you up. Oh, you can do it. Because, I deserve it. Because the way you talk about yourself, if anybody else talked about you like that, I would beat them up. Okay. Like, so you know what I mean? Like, you're talking about my best friend in that way. And I'm like, that's not appropriate. I don't like that you're saying these things about my best friend. Even though it is my best friend saying them <laughs> no, about I herself, know. you know. So, okay. So, uh, I can tell you exactly where this comes from. Uh-huh. There's, It's a deep-rooted issue. Um, and it's a that, one of the biggest issues in America, unfortunately. And it's bullying. Um mm-hmm. I know exactly why I act the way that I do. Yeah. Um, it's um, negative reinforcement from when I was younger. Well, and two, and see, you're already tearing up now. Ugh. And I, I'm always very good at making you cry because, <laughs> because I, I in New York when I was living there because again bullying yeah. it's real mm-hmm. LGBTQ community it's but not just for my people community, don't understand just how a real it is and like how the longevity of what you feel from that be- well and it is real that like the nerds get picked on and the the gay kids get picked on yeah. but it is also very real that we just feel so comfortable to say really nasty things yeah. to anybody and it in high school, like in in growing up, we just are like free reign, say yeah. whatever you want to say, and it's like you don't get to slut shame somebody, you don't get to pick on the poor people yeah. because they don't drive a Maserati or whatever. And for me, it wasn't high school; it was middle school, really. Yeah. Um, high school is when I finally started to say, "I don't give a fuck." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Am I allowed to say fuck? Every every episode is fuck. uh listed as explicit, I just g- in case. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But, um. I, w- I also, granted, went to a high school where there were 75 well, people. <laughs> really? That, you, I didn't know your high school was that small. 75 people, yeah. Because my... my I was the coolest one there. <laughs> um, because I graduated with 55 people in my class. Um, there were 15 people in my graduate. Really? I didn't know your class was that small. <laughs> but the thing is, I shower people with, with praise. Yeah. But it's not disingenuous. It is... I, I just love to make people feel good because yeah. when I was in New York, people made me feel like crap as because uh, I worked on the Upper West Side mm-hmm. and they made me feel like crap. And that was when I, I started my because, I mean, we've talked about religion on this sh- podcast. I've talked about it with you. You're a Jewish person and I am a Christian. But at my root, I don't say that my spirituality is rooted in Christianity. My spirituality is rooted in how did you make others feel today? Right. And so I'm always like showering people with with praise because it makes them feel good and i'm like i want to give that and i want to take that back so that's part of the reason i'm a people pleaser Mm -hmm. but um and also another part of the reason is from middle school i figured out if i please people that they leave me alone right um but then the other part of it is i 
also uh, please to the point that I get stressed out even more. Yes. So that is a thing that happened. This apartment thing that you had yeah. that was a prime example. Yeah. I was like, girl, walk away from this situation. Yeah. And you're like, I can't. And I'm like, you know what? I respect that. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be like, you're stupid. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. To but make you feel like you've done everything you can do. Yeah. So. And the other thing is like. I am, I while I am a people pleaser, I also do have a my limits and b goals for myself that I want to reach, but I want to reach them in my in my own way and it just sucks when like you've gone out of your way to be nice to people, you've mm-hmm. gone out of your way to do like these insane leaps and strides for other people uh-huh. and you yet you still can't seem to get what you want mm-hmm. and well and you seem ugh. like diane keaton i i'll always say this diane keaton in her second memoir she dedicated it to and this this resonated with me even though i'm not a woman yeah. she dedicated it to the all the women who have to do everything wrong to get to right yeah and i'm and that's what and it, it seems and i don't mean that you're doing things wrong you're yeah. the type of person that leaves no stone left unturned well and the other thing is i'm not doing these leaps and bounds for other people you know for myself because i think if i help them i'll get where i want that's not why i mm-hmm. i'm going out of my way or like to make myself look like a good person. It's just so I can live with myself in my mind and live at peace knowing I didn't do anything wrong to others. mm -hmm. And just sometimes what I've realized is doing those things for those people has kept me from certain things that I've always wanted. Yeah. It's horrifying. Like, to think that sometimes to get what you want, you have to do the wrong thing. Well, and it feels, and I, and it, uh, this is how rapidly you're you're entering into an age. Yeah, th- and I, this is like a four or five year gap, I think. Yeah, where you're entering into this space from twenty eight to thirty three. You're twenty eight. I'm thirty three. Yeah. That's where it started at twenty eight. Like you, it feels, oh, it God. feels like you have to. I got a year and a half to thirty. <laughs> It feels like you have to diminish yourself or either it does still feel like either you or me. And so it's like you're giving up. Why does it have to be that way? It's And it doesn't. It doesn't. But But it's at at 28 when you start to sort of figure it out how you can start getting exactly what you want and just creating those boundaries. That was something that I had to create for myself in therapy. My therapist, she was like, you've got to create boundaries. So that's where, and it was, and it really did start to figure that out, but it comes in time. But <sighs> like, it's so interesting because I can see, because I mean, I don't like people who, and th- this happened a lot in the gay community, the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. when people see someone going through something and they go, I know exactly what you're going through because I was there. And I don't like that because it's like, it's different. You don't for know, everybody. you also don't know the situation right. that I'm But in. Yeah. I do see, like, but then there is some validity because your boyfriend is three years younger than you. Yeah. And so you can see him going through That's certain right, things. That's right, ladies. <laughs> I did that. But, burr, burr, burr. but do you ever have yeah. those moments where you see him going through something and you're like, yeah, it seems like a bigger deal to him than it really is because well, he's younger because y- Ethan's four years younger than me. Yes. So I see that in you too but in al- a lot of ways <laughs> that it's like you're getting there. But you're on your way. Also, here's the other thing is though with him – he and I worried, so I know what I worried about, and like all those things, like mm-hmm. or the things I went through, they were similar feelings towards different things because 
he doesn't think the same way that I do. For example, I freak out about like physical things, emotional things. Mm -hmm. He's more of a, uh, he gets frustrated about like, why does this w- not work like this? Yeah. Why did like, oh like, my God, my computer like won't work. Why this, won't oh it fucking God. work? <laughs> this that, sounds like me like, and Ethan so much. And then for me, for me, and he, he gets like anxious, you know, and then for me, it's like, oh, this, these headaches won't go away. Yeah. Oh, I can't make it to work on time. Like, uh, you know, yeah, that's me. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. This person texted me and they said this and this and they're putting me in the middle of this. And I like don't know what to say to this person. And yeah. he, he's more he's just like, why? Just hang up. your Like, put your phone that's away. That's Ethan, because with the two friends that I lost this year, you yeah. met them. You were actually we watched election returns with one of them. I know. And I was like, and you're like, are you sure this is a good idea? I'm like, I'm trying. But <laughs> and it was not a good idea, but yeah. it's fine. But yeah. like I wasted a lot of time on trepidation over that and he's like cut them loose yeah stop giving them your attention by the way sorry if you guys out there in podcast land keep hearing my stomach growling i don't hear anything (laughs) it's like (laughs) well we're Uh, about to go eat some stuff um but so uh yeah it's so weird because he is the type of person like for example uh last year he lost his wallet and i've never seen a person so upset Really? I've never... He was so flustered. I don't see him flustered like that ever. And I was so level-headed and I was like, babe... Well, you and I... You you and I really are like this. Yeah. And I've seen you in a true crisis, which losing your wallet's kind of a crisis. Right. In a true crisis, you and I are like, we're the ones you want. Because we don't... Because we... We worry so much. Yeah. But then when actual decisions have to be made, it's like this calm comes over us. Yeah. And it's like... We, you don't, and we're like that, that you're like, don't waste any more time with all that shit. Shut up and figure out what you need to do. What's the next move? Go do it and just let it go. And then for me, it's more emotional things. Like, Mm -hmm. um, he's going to kill me for telling you that. I think I already did tell you, but he's going to kill me for saying this on here. But, um, (laughs) so I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) He accidentally ruined my favorite sweater. Oh, I remember that. You were, you came to work the other day. I was like, what's that? Because I thought like, I've got death brain because I've had several deaths in my family this year. And you come to work so upset. And I was like, what happened? You're like, my sweater. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't understand. What, was it's your mom like, it was in it at the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> no, what, what about your sweater? It was like my security blanket. <laughs> it was the, one of the first things that I like spent money on when I'm like, when I first moved here, I could barely afford anything. So it was pretty expensive. And yeah. And it was like, so it fit me perfect. It was so cozy. It was just like, I, it was like my house sweater. You know what I mean? And like all that stuff that you that we had just described. You've been dealing with that, dealing with that, and you just wanted to go home, I, take a hot shower, yes, and put on your sweater. I had had a bad day at work, and I come home, and there's the sweater, and he doesn't even know anything's wrong with it. And Florent and it's just, just wanted to do something fabulous it's for ju- you. It's dry clean only, guys. <laughs> well, he, threw it, in the, he it, threw it in the hot one. It was <laughs> crunchy. And I was like, I... The tears just like poured out of my eyes, <laughs> and that's so. And you probably felt terrible that for being that upset because I did. He was just trying to do something. It's nice. just a. Th- it's and I, it's just an object, and that's totally fine. But it's more of like I was upset. Well, that he, is the thing I wear when I don't feel good. He's from France. He's from the south of France. Yeah, and you think Europeans are a little more 
sophisticated and and right. and they know more about sta- fashion and style. And in that moment, I realized, oh. He's a 25-year-old straight man, and they're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he gets upset because he can't get his computer to work, and I get upset because my favorite sweater is ruined, and, and it's more of, like, an emotional connection for him. When something is not efficient yeah. or it doesn't work the way it's supposed to, it is the end of the world. Well, and I'm trying to do this with Ethan, and I'm going to try to start. I, I haven't figured out how to do it with you yet without yeah. just overstepping my bounds with you. You don't, I don't care. And the fact that I'm trying to get him to soften his language because he will go straight to a 10 on everything. He's like, like the other day, for whatever reason, whenever we're in his car together, he has an iPhone, I have an iPhone, <laughs> we have a car that's supposed, you know, the car is you connect your phone to the car now. Yeah. He cannot connect his phone to the car when I'm in the car. His phone's like I know, I've been in there. This bitch is who I want to listen to. Like <laughs> it's my phone. And then he's and he's we were driving down the road and I was like and he goes I said, What's the matter? And he goes, Because this car is stupid and I'm like, Can you soften a little like he's like, Well, it never works. I'm like, We're riding down the road, aren't we? And right. He goes, what do you mean? I was like, we're in a car. The car's not <laughs> stupid. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Like Flo's one of those people that <laughs> so. if, if he had all the money in the world, if his computer didn't work, he would pick it up and throw it across the room and just go get a new one. Ethan had, uh, he's going to kill me for saying this on this podcast. <laughs> he had one of those. We're both in hot water in case anybody's keeping count. Right. The, he had one of those those Game Boys that were like flip open and it has a screen on top and a screen on bottom. I don't remember what they're called because I don't do Game Boys. Uh-huh. Anyway, he's playing and it's got the stylus. And I saw it. It was several years ago. I was like, why does the bottom screen not work on this? And he said, because I got mad at a video game <gasps> once and smashed it. And I was like, why would you are ever you do that? kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're the same. They're the same in that way. But no, I'm just trying to get him to soften a little bit. Like, yeah. say what you really mean. This car is not trash. It just, it likes me better. And that's fine. So yeah, I'm trying to get everybody in my world because that's what I'm trying to start creating the system of people not being so because you do it too you're like we were watching golden globes no it was either the emmys the oscars golden globes won these year and i was like you were like who did her makeup she looks like shit (laughs) and i was like whoa (laughs) that was at a 10 (laughs) for a girl you do not know (laughs) it's my job but um but yeah so Another thing. We're just talking 90 to nothing, and it sounds like it's all kinds of all over the place. It's fine. But another thing you and I are going through together. Well, actually, me and Ethan and you and Flo. Flo, It's Florent, right? Yes, Florent. Florent. Florent Cognac. Um, uh, Even though I say it's like Cognac, like the the liquor. That's how you say it. Well, he told me it's not. (laughs) It's not. No. What he meant oh, is yeah. th- that's that's how you it's say it. It's not pronounced. It's not no, spelled the same way. It's n- he's saying it's not the liquor. Yeah, because but it's not spelled it's the same way. It, you're saying it correctly, <laughs> right? Because it is like. But the that's liquor. why we call him Flo. <laughs> His name is Florent Cognac. Yes, <laughs> and it, we call him Flo. Um, me and Ethan and you and Flo are independently of the two couples, but at the same time, going through the same thing. We are looking for new housing, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. <laughs> To move, um, yeah, moving, moving is one of the. I think you know, okay. So you know how there's, I think it's in the Jewish faith too, right? The seven deadly sins. Yes. <laughs> I forget what new. Being the Christian, I'm like, is it New Testament or Old Testament? I don't know, but Old Testament. The seven deadly sins, the things you cannot do. I think there are pillars like that too, of 
the tests of a relationship. Uh huh. Moving is one of them. Moving is really, really one. Well, of we've them. already moved my stuff once. With yeah. I don't even know if I should say it. I was going to say with some people. I just, yeah. People that are never going to be on this podcast ever. But they might listen to it. They probably won't. No one does. <laughs> <laughs> be kind to yourself. Actually, listen to your own advice. Actually, people have got asked for my podcast like 20 to 30 times this week Wee! at work. So there's people at work listening. So, but nobody. Hi, did. people at work. Hello. But, um, no, um, yeah, like. You were living with some goofballs. My my opinion, I'm the one sole owner of that opinion. They're goofy. Uh-huh. That is being very kind. Um, they weren't the most helpful when we moved. And you saw Flo's temper. Yeah. That day. Like, and that's good. Because it's hard. You gotta, well, you gotta it was, get it was in private, temper. too. It wasn't towards... It was. It wasn't towards them in front of them. It was well, more like he, a frustration. And this is my experience of Flo. Like he has been pretty candid with me and Ethan. Like we are getting to be very good friends. Yeah. But he's still very soft and timid and polite. Yes. And so I've never seen his temper, and I've never seen an angry side of him because he's always very cordial. And you, you'll see it. And and that's the thing. I know I will because you've seen my anger and you've seen Ethan's anger. His anger is almost never towards. He seems like he's got a very quiet anger. Like, just let him alone. Yeah. His anger is ne- is almost never directed towards one person. Mm-hmm. It's usually towards a thing or a system. Again, it's about or efficiency. Or a situation. Something that's not working and he doesn't understand why. And sometimes it's a cultural thing. Like, for example, the th- one of his biggest pet peeves and the things that he hates the most about America Mm-hmm. Um, is the fact that we do not include the tax oh, in our yeah, prices yeah. already in the store? Because in France, uh, the price that's listed there, when you because they do pay sales tax, in they France, do, they do. It's just on the tag on the shelf. Yeah, so the tag that's on the shelf, the price that's there is the price including tax. So when you get up, you know exactly how much mm-hmm. you're gonna pay. Well, and he hates it. Yeah, and and that is really, and that really is one of those things that I understand why we do it, and it is just you're not used to it, and it's frustrating because yeah. the reason we do it is because our government changes sales tax. All the time. Yeah. And so that would be full-time jobs in stores to change the, the tags every time they say change the sales tax because it's well, always different. And then there are those things that just would make anybody pissed. Yeah. For example, having a roommate who is an absolute piece of shit druggie. Yeah. So... <laughs> Which and and you know what he currently does. I don't. Well, I was about to say I don't even know. I don't even know which ones you're talking about. Your roommates or his? But no, no, his roommates. His roommates. Um. But yeah, in the moving situation, there was one person who decided to move everything they owned in three boxes in trips. <laughs> and Flo was like, "What sense does this make? <laughs> it makes no sense at all." That's not what he sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a very French person, but it did not did not sound anything like. That's <laughs> not flow. Flow's flow is very good. Well, again, if all he works has a out, vi- he has a very light accent. Yeah, he's got a very um very neutral European accent it's very rather f- than yeah French. But um, it's very funny because every time he goes to talk to his parents, they more and more say you s- like make fun of him and tell him he sounds American. Yeah, pretty funny. That's so funny. But yeah, like and I keep looking, I'm like, no, don't lose the accent. (laughs) Trust me, accented people never lose their accent. I hope you're right. Hello. 
Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, I mean, the moving, like, I can't wait till a month from now. And that's the, I think that's the nature of COVID for people who are not affected by COVID, the disease, or the, va- the virus. Uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous and anxious to move, though. Everything moves so fast in this pandemic because we, yeah. because, like, this time last year, we were like, what are we going to do? And now we're like, like, today I got my second we're like, vaccination. like, fuck it, we're moving. Right. And, like, you have to just go for it. Yeah. And today I got my second vaccination shot, so I'm fully vaccinated now. So are you. Yeah. Tomorrow, I, it's psychotic because tomorrow I'm probably going to get deathly sick a little bit for just like six minutes. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't know which six minutes, right. so it's better that <laughs> so you I'm take off like, work. Ah. So I'm just like, yeah, my sister, she got it. And she's like, I fell asleep at my desk for three hours. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. Her school's going to be like, Mrs. Trammell. Um, <laughs> Why'd you say your last name? <laughs> like, I'm going to edit that nobody out. Nobody knew who you were talking. <laughs> no one knew who you were talking about. <laughs> uh, but, um, so, but yeah, so we're it moves so fast. And this time in, in a month, we're going to be in new apartments and just... Yep. We're going to come and have fun. But, you know, I also <laughs> I also would be curious to hear from from listeners mm-hmm. if, if they comment. They do sometimes. I um, get some comments. What it is it that you compromise on when you're looking between apartments and you have a budget like for us, there's this one gorgeous apartment that's <laughs> absolutely perfect and has everything that we want. And it's just too much money. We could well, do it, but we would be we would be like barely scraping by and barely have money for food and barely well, and be what's, able to what's psychotic about you and me yeah is you and i we have a sickness yeah we'll go do something and you will justify the hell out of something for fuck me fuck it buy it and i'm the same way i'm <laughs> like well this sounds like you really need to live here and flo's like no <laughs> and i'm like so. and you're just like your eyes are welling up like we're home and it flows like let it go <laughs> we need to save some money no but realistically i know yeah. that and it's like you know where do you make those compromises do you buy so what is your like what is y'all's like not because here's the thing you've you've been in our house you've house set for us while right. i was home dealing with death and yeah. christmas and yeah. grief and all that stuff you yeah. were dealing with my cats who <laughs> y'all are coming to terms with it <laughs> Um, they they like me now, <laughs> but you've seen what we have, and so our non-negotiables are, of course, more space. Yeah, central heating and air. Cause yeah, we, this is a nice-ish apartment that we've, you know, we've. We well, up- it's on the bottom floor. It's cool. It's an upgrade from our last apartment, but it still had wall units. And this time we're like, no, central heating throughout, a dishwasher for sure, mm-hmm. um, and enough space, and a second bed, m- meaning a second bedroom. Yeah. For us to just have some space. So that was our non-negotiables. And like some of the like secondary would be great. They'll get looked at first was a balcony, which the apartment we're looking at doesn't have a balcony. It's fine. I don't need it because you have you've to, seen how much I use my balcony. Thing, here. That's the thing you have to like. Yeah, but the balcony here is like micro balcony. Yeah, it's like a closet that it, we throw our trash it's, in. It's like a wall. It's not even a balcony. It's like a. it's like. A, a front stoop with a wall in front of because it because it's for because it's bottom level so they just yeah. have a, a privacy it's liter- wall it's literally like a, a foot and a half and a wall mm-hmm. and we were <laughs> we were hoping for laundry and unit 
but the place we've decided on that we're probably going to try to be aggressive to get yeah. doesn't have laundry in unit, but it's just great. We felt at home. We were yeah. like, this is nice. But it, and it's like, so what is y'all's like, what are y'all's so non-negotiables? We want a one bedroom. If we could find a two bedroom, it would be great, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> not, in uh, the, not in not the neighborhoods that you want. Not in the neighborhoods that we want. And we're, we don't want to live in a trash heap. Yeah. So it, we could get a two bedroom apartment in a really shitty area in a trash heap. Yeah. But we couldn't get an, halfway decent nice one because see where we lived before if you looked at it you're like this is the ghetto but it wasn't the ghetto it was just dirty like it was like there were i've lived in dirty places before i don't want to do that again exactly i lived in hollywood that shit was not and we were in cypress park yeah in cypress park was like Mm -mm. like where you lived in hollywood it was just like two blocks away from the good neighborhood yeah but people like dirty as hell cypress park is up and coming and me and ethan was like we are we want to be already up there and over there already (laughs) i don't need it to be up and coming it was it was dirty it smelled like pee Mm -hmm. there were homeless people everywhere and listen there are a lot of homeless people in california even next to the nice neighborhood especially now yeah and that's fine mm-hmm. but there are these really lovely like especially like in echo park there are these really lovely like homeless com- tent communities mm-hmm. where the, you, you can tell these people are 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 fully clothed they well, take care of each other and, and do you know and they don't leave trash all over the place do you know that um that church at mm-hmm. the corner of echo park like the brown church yeah that's there that is the uh chapel center for the episcopal church ah. and so they do a lot of outreach with that's them nice too there so because that's their not and chapel center it I was the it used to be the con- cathedral yeah. center now it's just called St. Paul's Commons. Well, and I get so. it. If you're homeless and, you know, you want a place to to live where you're going to survive the longest, you go to a place that's warm mm-hmm. 12 months out of the year. Well, and that's why, and that's people were, my mom, she was like, there's right. so many more homeless people here than in New York. And but I said, I because mean, nobody freezes to death. Well, and here's the that thing. That sucks, but no, that's no. true. The, the, the street that I lived on when I was in Hollywood was where the homeless tweakers were. Like, yeah. the druggies that would pee, pee themselves while sitting on the street corner, mm-hmm. tweaking out in front of your front door. Which, that's that's a lot of Hollywood right now. Yeah. So. That's different from someone who's experience, so, experiencing homelessness. So, <laughs> what are your apartments? non-negotiables now that you're because because you, that's so the thing you have to take it step by step and this is your first apartment we, with a boyfriend we since we're getting a one-bedroom apartment we really want a bathroom that is not in our bedroom yeah because we had that at my other apartment it's really inconvenient when you would like spend the night you had to come sneaking through my bedroom while they were sleeping yeah <laughs> and my mom too she goes is the bathroom in the bedroom i don't like going in there when you and ethan are <laughs> laying in the bed and i'm like so you know. um and then a halfway decent kitchen. I can't do a galley kitchen. That shit does I will not say, fly for me. This kitchen that we have here, shit. not good enough for me. Yeah. Hate it. It's way better than our old kitchen in the apartment before, I think. Okay. Even though the apartment before had be- more cabinet space. Yeah. It was, you remember, it would get over 100 degrees in the summertime in that stupid kitchen. So it like, was about the same size, though. Mm-hmm. It it was it, it was about maybe a foot and a half, two feet longer, but yeah. it just it was different. But that was the number one on our list: a I good am, kitchen. Well, listen, I am I am a cooker. Like mm-hmm. I I cook real full well, meals. Well, and we got really nitpicky. Yeah. Because I didn't realize I needed this until I started seeing apartments with it in there. Yeah. That I said, you know what? I want the microwave over the stove. Yeah. I don't want it on my counter because yeah. that's, it takes up that's too much wasted space. counter space. Yeah. And so that was like, that's what I want. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, if it don't come with a microwave, 
I'm not doing it. The so other that being yeah. said, if you need our microwave for a little bit, you can have it because we're not. <laughs> I'm not renting a place without a microwave in it. Mm. <laughs> I bought it. I'll think about hand. it. I think about. I bought it at the. We gotta figure out where out we're going closet. first. I know. Um. Okay. But so, <sighs> here's the thing for me with like the kitchen. What I've come to realize over the years is that it you don't need a huge kitchen, but the bigger it is, the less messy it tends to mm-hmm. get. Well, and because the size of the dishwasher is work. real too. Right. This dishwasher is so small in this apartment, and we were like, a dishwasher. It's and like I'm the like, easy oh. bake oven version of a dishwasher. <laughs> I was like, can you please just give me it's a full like, dishwasher? It's like one of those um, bakery ovens that they put sometimes mm-hmm. in those cheap ass apartment complexes where yep. they like, um, where they like have have the same exact thing in every single unit. It's like one of those like dorm limit living yeah. kind of apartments and they put the little like mini oven that's mm-hmm. quote unquote a bakery oven yeah that's what our dishwasher is like and it doesn't matches fit that. a full chicken in it but well that's the thing if ethan cook because ethan's a cooker too so yeah. if he uses a casserole dish and a skillet yeah. forget it no, both of those are not going in my well, dishwasher and what i've started to notice is again the reason it gets less messy is because the more space you have the less stuff you knock over mm-hmm. and the older you get yeah. as a cooker, yeah, y- you get more gadgets. You get the casserole yeah. dish. Ethan's mom just bought him a Dutch oven, whatever the <laughs> hell that is. <laughs> we haven't it's used for, it yet. It's for baking bread and stuff. Well, when that's our that's going to be our meal we bring to you when we you warm can also, your house. You can also cook like Moroccan food and yeah. stuff in it too. So and, and that's the thing, like. It might be cool to start doing a walk yeah. or it might be cool to start in and, and you're doing a Madeline's now. So you've got a little dish specifically for Madeline. So you just buy these stuff and I want a bunt cake. What is it? A, a mold, a bunt cake mold. Cause uh-huh. I'm going to start baking. Like you buy the stuff. So you need space. You need yeah. cabinets. Yeah. You need stuff. The older you get, you can't just keep making ramen noodles. Well, and then and uh, flows European. He, food he is, needs food, food is a religion yeah. for he loves for, food <laughs> for the French people. Food is religion, which is why he wants a big kitchen because mm-hmm. he knows if I get my nice kitchen, he gets his nice meal. Well, and that's something <laughs> Flo and I have joked about many times. I'm I'm like I would like to start cooking, and he's like, yeah, me too. And I said, but when you have somebody here who knows how to do it, why do I? Why am I going to go in the kitchen and screw it up when I got somebody who can just go Listen, do it right? I will make him learn a little bit of something. Something I, when we have the space to right. And that's and that's real for me too. Like this kitchen is not conducive to learning. Yeah. Whereas the kitchen that we saw in the place I'm hoping we get is conducive to learning. Yeah. Um, so. But basically, my requirements for an apartment right now are halfway decent size. We don't want to live in a closet. Yeah. Um. Like, what about this? I mean, not that the listeners can see it, but what about the size of our apartment? Is um, it too small? The just the general living area is a little too small. Yeah, that that living room is not big enough, especially no. for Flo because yeah. Flo is a filmmaker. Well, I would, and almost, so he's got to have a workspace. Well, here's the thing: I would almost rather this hallway, that wall, be gone, yeah. and just the bathroom be there, and this be bigger. Mm-hmm. That would be a fine space. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, because we have a hallway here that they do that chops it up, and it's cute, but it's unnecessary. It, it serves no purpose, yeah. and it's just there, and it takes up space that you could otherwise use for, for other mm-hmm. things. But I do, I do enjoy a nice hallway, though. I do too, and like. The the place we're looking at. Actually, I'm not even going to talk about it. I don't want to talk because every time I talk yeah, about it, don't, don't. I jinx it. But you know, so okay, yeah. So um, for us, we definitely want like a big place we can spread out in because that's the thing is mm-hmm. like we've been living without a, a 
normal living space an area where we can spread out and like yeah do our, our because you both have lived with roommates and yeah. you have to kind of confine yourself to your room well, and keep it separated and that's what i told y'all moving in with your partner mm-hmm. is so much fun because you don't ever have to worry about whose stuff is what ever right again. and then the common area is the thing like when you live with roommates you know, you can't really do what you want to mm-hmm. it. You can't make it your own comfy, like relaxing yeah. space. And you don't really have a place to go to because, you know, like if he's still sleeping and I need to get work mm-hmm. done, if I start doing work where we are now, we don't, yeah. it's just in the same room. Right. And, or I go out in the common space because I really need to get work done and there might be another person sitting there. Yeah. You know, it's that's, like, well, and that's I don't the like thing. that. And when you, and this is real. When you are living with your lover, you, you don't have to worry about wearing clothes when you walk out of the <laughs> common room. <laughs> like, you don't have to worry about decency because as long as the blinds are closed out front, if people can see in, yeah, then you're fine. The That's another thing. Very important. We want natural light. Mm-hmm. Lots of natural light. I, like, you're I've lived all, in a cave. You're hitting all the marks that I'm like, that's what you need to be worried about. Okay, so what about a dishwasher? If there wasn't one, I wouldn't die. I'd be happy if there was. Yeah, I've I've lived without. You a got dishwasher. a dishwasher. His name's Slow. Yeah, he doesn't mind washing dishes. I never either. did either because, and it's very therapeutic to wash dishes. The if only you do. thing is sometimes, like especially when you bake something or you cook something in the oven, there's just like doesn't matter the amount of hand scrubbing you can do, just won't get the shit off. Yeah. You got to put it in a dishwasher. Right. Well, and um, we have there have been many times in that old apartment and in this apartment here where we've let it soak overnight yeah. with soap. So the other thing is neighbors we need to know who's living the fuck above us mm-hmm. or if there's anybody above us at all sometimes these upstairs neighbors they'll they'll bang they'll drop something it sounds like they drop a bowling ball yeah. but it's like that's it just a boom whatever and it's fine i don't care you look because you know really you can't have a silent apartment no and we're reasonable people but like mm-hmm. but your old apartment was Awful. Well, and even now, he has a family that lives above him. And what kind of family lives in lo- downtown Los Angeles? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what I is that? Don't know. <laughs> that's so stupid. And, and yeah, that's really weird. Uh, I never thought about that. Like, who lives? Because y- he is they're downtown. They're strange people. They're, they're very like, strange people. Downtown so, LA is like. It's. I mean, it's no. It's a no man. Also, land. there's no schools. Why would you like? Right. Where is there? Anyway, so um, there is a magnet school right up the street from it. Yeah. So maybe they went to the magnet school. It's possible. still. It's stupid. Why are you living? Downtown? I don't know. Go to the suburbs like a normal so family. So anyway, it's like the exact same. And I don't care if there's kids playing or running in the middle of the day, you know. But every night, without fail, midnight hits, and the kids. Run full speed back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth for an and hour see, and a half. We moved. Who lets their kids run full speed up and down their apartment? Right. Well, we moved to this apartment during the pandemic. So everybody, and to me, I don't know if this is true, but this is my logic. Everybody's here all the time. And so if we were ever to see bad behavior, we would see it during this pandemic. Yeah. And it's been pretty quiet here, except for when She-Hulk ripped the door off the hinges that time. <laughs> We have, and you know that story, we have this, the to enter our complex, this is the way LA complexes work if you aren't from here. Yeah. 
it's a big square building that's hollowed out in the middle, and you go through the gate or the door or whatever, and all the doors are facing inside, and usually there's a pool in the middle of that building, like in the courtyard. Yeah. And that's how ours is. But to get into the courtyard, you have to put your coat in into this big glass door that's about an inch thick, and it's on one of those industrial magnets, and when you put the coat in, the magnet releases, and you can open the door. So this lady it sounds much more complicated than it actually is. It, yeah, it's just a, it's like one of those coated doorknobs that unlocks the, the it's, it's not got a latch. It's got a magnet that releases when that you releases t- yeah. this bitch <laughs> put she put the code in didn't work, put the code in didn't work. So she I don't know how she did it because it's like NASA magnets and she pulled the whole damn door right off the hinges and it shattered like glass. I mean, it was glass. It shattered everywhere. Ethan said it sounded like a bomb went off, and so now I accidentally got all the neighbors calling her She-Hulk, but <laughs> it is what it Does is. Does she know? I don't know, but she heard me talking about it the other day, and I was like, She-Hulk's got a sourpuss, because she's always looking mad, and I'm like, you've got that baby and that dog. You've got a real sad life. <laughs> Anna looked the other day, and her Christmas tree is still up. She is psychotic. <laughs> Anybody that has their Christmas tree up past January 5th? Okay, January 6th is All Kings <laughs> All Kings Day. And on All Kings Day, that's like that's the end of Christmas. Okay. That's the it. That's it. When All Kings Day is when that's the epiphany. I think we took ours do I mean, I'm Jewish, but my boyfriend's Christian. I think we took ours down in February. Well, so the whole point is All Kings Day is epiphany and that's when the three wise men saw Jesus and so they're like he's here and he tells the world and so Christmas is over cuz Christmas is celebrating Jesus getting here. And then I'll and then he's here. Take your tree down. So, <laughs> but anyway, that being said, that's I mean that's it. I I just I wanted to bring you on today to talk about I'm our stresses and to talk about and you know we're like this is my H, my little mini HGTV talking about our apartments. Yeah. So the next the time, listen, there's a lot more I could say about apartments. Let me just well, tell you. We're going to have you on again mm-hmm. when you move into your new apartment so we can talk about our new places. And what we want to fill it with. But first we got to decide yes. do we want the nicer apartment and fill it with shitty things or do we want really nice things in a shitty apartment? Well the thing <laughs> is that's true. You have to make a decision where our money's about to go. Alright anyway. But that's it. I mean we, we'll stay tuned because I just wanted to call, call. Uh, I just wanted to have you on today so we could just chat because I miss you and we're just talking about our lives and the stresses that is still this pandemic because I started last year after the pandemic started doing episodes called Life in the Bunker and then it got really clear that we were going to be in the bunker for a very long time. Mm, and yep. so here we are still in our, bu- we're, we're bunker hopping. I've already, I'm about to go to my second <laughs> pandemic bunker <laughs> And you're about to go to your third pandemic bunker. Third and final for at least a while. Yeah, Jeez. for a while. I mean, hopefully by the time Maybe we... Maybe like two and a half. I feel like the second place doesn't really count because I never actually... St- I haven't even stayed a night there. Really? You never really stayed a night there, huh? Uh-uh. Well, there you go. Oh, wait. I forgot. You do... <laughs> That's true. You haven't stayed a night there. So it's kind of your fourth, third and a half because you lived in Hollywood, then you lived in North Hollywood, and now you're kind of stay in downtown and now you're about to move to somewhere else so there you go anyway let's go have some dinner (laughs) okay all right guys i hope you've enjoyed this little kiki session with besties and talking about stress and everything and i hope you've heard something that resonates with you if nothing else searching for apartments you should do it 
pandemic is the best time to move, and hopefully, pray to God, this is the only one we're ever going to see in our lifetime. Oh, please. So remember, wear your masks, get your vaccinations if you're eligible, keep your distance from everybody, and try to find something that helps you to stay positive. Talk to you soon. Oh,